All right. Classic mix up episode five. We're going. Hello, Riley. How are you? I'm doing great. Rosario, how are you? How are you doing? I'm I'm great. I'm I'm I'm, we're gonna do this really professional intro, okay? I'm Rosario. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Say I'm Riley. Yeah, there we go. This is a classic mix up podcast. There we we go. Yeah, everyone knows who we are now. So if you're watching on YouTube, watch on YouTube. Yeah, watch on YouTube. You get to see on Spotify and iTunes and all that kind of stuff. We do a YouTube, our YouTube podcast. Yeah, you just see our pretty faces. You just see Riley's mustache and my crazy hair. Yeah, and his crazy hair. Yeah, and my dirty room. Yeah, my hat always. Um, yeah, I just if you're not watching on YouTube, you have no idea what just happened, and I'm not gonna say what I just put on the screen. You have to go figure it out yourself. It's the first minute of the podcast. You can first minute of the podcast. So yeah, at least watch that and subscribe and yeah, get all the links that kind of thing. Yeah, hit the links. I, I worked hard on the links. So yeah, we try. Fuck up the links. Yeah, it's fun. We we have fun here. Anyways, how's it going, man? Dude, it's been crazy. I'm throwing a impromptu Halloween party on Friday. Oh shit, that's cool. Uh, Where yeah. at, at school or at home? At home. Nice. So I'm gonna be home anyway, uh, visiting friends. So cool. Um, I was like, Will. Will was like, Hey, I'm gonna be home. Uh, do you want to do something? I'm like, well, I'm going to this party on Saturday. So he's coming to yeah. that party with me. But then I'm like, I'm like, do you want to, he talked about doing something like a cookout thing, party, Halloween party. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can throw it at my house. Huge undertaking. Cause you know, will like, of course it's, it's like, oh, be yeah. oh yeah, we should we can do something. And then it's nothing like there's can... like, yeah. And then the night of it's like, oh, I invited 30 people. Well, yeah. Cause I don't know. Like I invited people. Shout from out will, like, man. Yeah. Shout out. Will honorary yeah. third member. <laughs> As always, I like invited three people or I invited a bunch of people from Ann Arbor, like my old roommate and his couple of his friends and yeah. my girlfriend's coming and she's inviting a couple friends. And like, so I know those people are coming, but I don't know if anybody from home is coming. So I had to like message everybody. I'm like, hey, guys, <laughs> you guys want to come? Will's cooking food. Like we're going to have like that's all you need to say. Costumes man. and courage, but not, you know, we're just going to be chilling inside, hanging out, you know. Cool. So it's like it's really like small and impromptu, but like i'm excited that's fun man i wish i could go i'm out here in the middle of nowhere man i missed i missed ben reaper three listening party dude now i miss your and will's halloween party it's like i know man anyways i don't know nothing exciting going on over here just playing overwatch going to school yeah dude yeah thanksgiving though you're invited to thanksgiving yeah hell yeah big things happening on thanksgiving yeah, that'll be a that'll be a big party for everybody. So yeah, I hey, I'll be cooking. I'll be. I think Will's cooking bet. too. Bet. Um, yeah, dude. So that's kind of life right now. Just been. That's yeah. Just hanging in, too, uh, dude. I've been I've been spending every waking moment waiting for classic mix up. Just like all of our viewers. Yes, every, all <laughs> the viewers are asking me. All, everybody that I know, my life. I know. I get you know my my hundreds of followers on the classic mix up pod, Twitter. They they DM me. Rosario, when is the next episode coming out? Like you guys know, it comes out Friday at noon. Friday at noon. Friday at noon. Everywhere you get your podcast, for the most part, I think. Yes. But yeah, we work hard on that, trying to get it out yeah. everywhere. We do. Um. Um. Yeah, you wanna yeah, you wanna go for it? You wanna do our actual show? Yeah, let's get into it. We can get into. Yeah. It. So we got a couple albums for you this week. We've got yeah. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. 
indie rock album from Wilco. We've got a heavy hitter on the back end, Blonde by Frank Ocean. Uh-huh. Um, I think we're going to start with the with the Wilco album. Um, yeah. This was Riley's album he gave to me. So, yeah, you go ahead and take it away. Yeah, so Wilco is like um, – I believe – I have none of my notes up right now. But uh, it was uh, – Wilco is like one of those classic indie rock bands or like you could even say like they kind of get thrown in with uh, Midwest emo, kind of like the um, – modern baseball and like american football well american football is more like yeah we had the conversation last week <laughs> yeah we had this exact but rally doesn't know the difference uh call that a classic mix-up roll credits yeah i'm always mixing stuff up but i know yeah. the bands i listen to the music but i yeah, don't yeah, yeah. remember the bands anyways sorry we'll, to cut you we'll off we'll there. Co- kind of falls falls into more like indie or midwest email um i would say they're more like very contemporary like uh i mean i knew a couple of there's popular songs uh i think the most popular song is jesus etc which is yes, off sir. of this album and that was like my introduction to them um way back in middle school and then like i got reintroduced to them with my my girlfriend who i i listen to music with her a lot so she's like oh listen to wilco i'm like dude i listened to foxtrot like uh, like way back in like yes yeah. so yeah better like i i like this album because it's really contemporary and i don't know if that's a good thing though i think we kind of talked about this before the podcast of how like the two most popular songs on the album mm-hmm. are your favorite and they are also yep. mine yeah yeah it's an interesting dynamic when you have an album that um is like you said contemporary and is has uh fan favorites be the same as the hit songs because well, and also I think it's a thing of like in a lot of modern music creation with record labels and stuff like that, you need a hit single. I mean, obviously that's yeah. a pretty well-known fact. Um, so a lot of people who aren't fans of the artist might only hear that that hit single. Um, but I feel like for like an indie rock band, that wouldn't be the case. I think when you have bands like this, uh, you have a wide range of favorite songs among the fan base. And I don't really know the fan base well, but you and me agreed that our favorite songs are their two most popular songs, which are jesus etc and heavy metal drummer yes so which i was gonna which, and those songs are amazing no knock yeah. on the album for the most popular songs being the best i mean obviously the band can't control that so no and and i think like like listening i listened to the album all the way through for the podcast um today mm-hmm. and listening it through listening to it all the way through was like like the the like artistic direction of this album is so indie that it kind of yeah it's almost like extreme well it suppresses the best parts of it like the the almost like the off beats like throw you off a little bit like even in the first song like i'm trying to break your heart like on the intro beat you're like what the what's this like yeah you think they're like do you think they're like trying too hard in some ways i don't know like is it like I don't want to be intentional? Too, like, oh, like, oh, they're fucking emo, or you know, like they're too emo. But yeah, it's a great album. Like it's it is. It's so good. good. It's it's pretty. It's it's pretty weird uh, as we've described. It it almost feels like it doesn't know what it wants to be, but in that way, it mm-hmm. it kind of checks a lot of boxes though. So you have a song like Heavy Metal Drummer, and then you have a song that's like creepier and darker something like the the intro song where you're like i don't really know what i'm listening to like i said it kind of checks a lot of it kind of checks a lot of boxes um and it does a lot of things that i like i mean this is an album that i'd say is right down my alley 
I mean, I think I think you would. Agree. I thought you. Know, I thought you would like it. That's why. Yeah, I, I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, I've never checked out any of their uh, other stuff oh, before. This is my first time. All of their music, dude. I was they gonna say it. It, it seems like I want to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. They just released a deluxe for this album as well. So I saw. Uh, yeah, it's like I fifty saw songs. That when long. I listened to it today. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't. I. I gotta listen. I gotta, I gotta set aside an appointment for that shit. I think it's gotta be yeah. at least two hours. I gotta like, I'm too busy to listen to that whole. I mean, thing. honestly, I can barely listen to the albums we have to listen to. It's four hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's a good album, but the only album that I'm listening to four hours deluxe is maybe Blonde. Clara. So we'll talk about that later. Clara, but yeah, yeah, Clara. God, I yeah. yeah. I get the fucking. I can't get into this, but I'm just gonna, I get the the Claro throwbacks on my timeline. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many gimmick accounts <laughs> I just post old pictures yeah. of Claro. I'm like, how does the algorithm know to show me this? I want it to stop because right, right. Just trying to um, scroll in, in peace. But anyways, um, yeah, this it's uh, so uh, one thing I noted is that it it has that like like we talked about it. It's super indie and it's almost almost trying too hard. Where it has he has that um super kind of creepy low-key like almost indecipherable delivery i mean there's some songs where i genuinely can't understand what the guy's saying yeah. reminds me of kind of like a tom york or even jeff magnum type thing uh-huh. and it just has that has that weird vibe and that that undertone of like it's it's a little hard to understand like literally sonically hard to understand but i think yeah. that also gives it uh the a quality that they were going for i mean again i don't know the artist's intention with a lot of these decisions but I think by making it sound like that, it kind of just gives it its own character. And this yeah. is back in 2002 or 2001. Um, that's a really common thing that we've seen since then is artists trying to give their work an intentional kind of low quality sound to it to kind of build that atmosphere and that that kind of feeling. But um, at, at this period in time, it was a little less common, I want to say. And it was kind of a – it was a staple um, – move in the indie scene so i guess that's why we might think of this album as like an essential very generic sounding indie album even though it's a good album it's not generic sounding it's just fits the derivative of indie albums at this time Mm. that was a lot of word soup i don't know if that made sense to you but yeah i don't know um yeah i mean i think i think i mean i've said this like but I just think that it's a great indie album for like the history of indie because it kind of like shift. Like it's like, yeah, that's, I guess what I was kind of getting at thousands. It's kind of like one of those like first, like Midwest indie, like kind of emo borderline emo albums that are like still folk and contemporary. Um, And, but that also like, I think it also puts itself in its own category by doing that, which is something that like you can see try to be imitated by like people like Mac DeMarco even who like, pro- mm. I don't even know if he's I inspired see by this album, but like you listen to like two by Mac DeMarco and there's a lot of like the waning like guitar and that kind of thing. Like it's the light yeah. keys, and I can definitely see the inspiration of like modern day indie and like, has that they've gotten from like Wilco as a band because a lot of Wilco's music is a little different throughout the years too, but mm-hmm. they still keep that kind of like root in like indie and emo and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that might be why this album is so high regarded because it almost feels like a bridge between, like I said, yes, it feels like a sort of derivative of the indie scene at this time, 
but it also kind of does its own thing and goes its own route and mm. is probably inspirational to a lot of artists. I mean, obviously we can't confirm that really, but right. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. And I will say uh, it got better for me as I went through it, you know, as, as it got later in the track list, I started enjoying it, perhaps understanding it more. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have like enough time for a second listen where I really dissected it. So I don't, have too much to say, but I, I think I'm really going to like it on the second listen, which I am going to give it. It's so. a great, it's a great like ambiance record. Like if you were to have like, like a studio loft apartment with a record player and a surround sound and you threw this bad boy on the, on yeah, the it'd be super cool. You'd be like, Oh, you know, I'm going to like, let's like hang out and like chill and like talk about like movies and art and yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we should listen to this next time we hang out in the summer when we just sit outside <laughs> for like hours. Yeah, dude, that'd be, that'd yeah. be great. That's it's a, a great. It's a good, I feel like it's a good fall album though. Maybe it's because we're in fall right now because I think I said this last week about the Patrick Sweeney album, but I don't know. This album just feels very kind of like, it's not, oh, it's yeah, not no. like, yeah, I get the yeah. vibe from it. I don't know. It's it's a really but, somber album. Yeah, so it kind of reminds that, me, I And guess. that's totally because of me because I listen to certain types of music in the fall. I mean, yeah, sure there's can, a yeah. Like, I think that's just most people listen to like mm-hmm. different types of stuff throughout the year. Like, I listen to more like, like flowy, flowy music. I guess like, like Patrick Sweeney or, or even like Wilco. Like, is more like. I guess that's how you describe it. Well, it's not a it's it's not a fun or vibrant really sounding album. It's no, very, it's more melancholic. No. Yeah, it's exactly it's it's melancholic and it's like you know. Kind it's in it's vain a, of like it's in like in vain of like neutral milk hotel like a big time yeah I, I was i was avoiding saying that because i have I, you know i i don't i mean there's only so many artists that i listen to that i can draw comparisons to i think wilco reminds me of a lot of artists i like but yeah i get the neutral milk hotel vibe from it where it's very mm-hmm. like like you said it's melancholic it's kind of very odd and interestingly written yeah. and it just has that kind of somber and kind of sad undertone to it that but it's still i don't know it's it, it's a good album it's a good fall album it just passes a vibe check for me i guess i really liked it i think i'm gonna really like it as i dive more into it yeah very very highly acclaimed album also i mean i'm assuming yep. you know that but i had this one on my personal list just of indie rock essentials as i get into that more mm. i've been wanting to hear this one so i'm glad we have to talk about it on the podcast yeah, well, and it's—I don't know. Like, I pulled up like a little bit of history, so okay, like, yeah. um, it's uh, they they co-released this with a documentary about like their tribulate their trials and like I guess like their conflicts. Okay, like within the band, you mean? Yeah, it's like a documentary. So it's a uh, um, it's called um, I'm trying to break your heart, which is the first song on the album. First That's song, like, yeah. Documentary Good song. is called. Um. Yeah, but like it's like. So that was kind of cool, but they also like had a little bit of a like a dispute with this album. So like their original uh, their original record company as reprise was Reprise Records back in like 2000, I think it was, uh-huh. and then um, they like didn't want to release the al- this album on their label. So they so a uh, Wilco left for I think it was um, Reprise Records or no. Oh, none such records, which actually is they re- none such records released a lot of Black Keys records. Oh, so okay. Like, so I don't know if Wilco's still under none such, but 
but when like their stuff gets re re-released from that era i follow like none such on like all of their media like social yeah because black keys a big bat black keys fan and that's how like, i still kind of keep in like how i knew about the deluxe album and like all that kind of stuff was like through gotcha none such instagram and like i just and i just yeah. was doing a little research here i was just like oh i didn't didn't know about the reprise records which i think reprise um reprise also did a black keys record i think okay yeah they, so it looks like um they're still making music to the day um they released a 2022 album yeah, Wilco. Um, under yeah, Wilco, yeah. Um, under a different uh, record label than the Nonsuch or the Reprise Records, but um, yeah, yeah. I didn't, obviously, funny. obviously, I didn't know about any of the history. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's just like it's one of those albums that are like, yeah. When you look into it a little bit, it it has like a little bit of history to it, almost like a mm-hmm. uh, Hotel, like in an airplane over the sea. Like you yeah. kind of get like a little bit of like, oh, what was going on in the band during this time period? You know, yeah, that album obviously has a lot of history, and I'm uh, that's how you get those unique sounding. You know, it's not like um, it doesn't sound like anything else. I guess that's especially true of in the airplane over the sea, and I think this album has some qualities of that that don't really sound like anything else, at least at the time. So, yeah, it's a f- interesting listen. Um, I had high expectations. I would say it did deliver, and I would say that I will continue to listen to this one and probably get more into it, and yeah, probably get really into it because I really liked it. I just I don't I don't get a chance to fully dissect it or really yeah yeah. But um, Jesus, etc. Heavy metal drummer, pot kettle black, those are all amazing songs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are yeah. Yeah, so we were talking earlier. Their their top songs, uh, Wilco's top songs, regardless of album, are Jesus, etc., and Heavy Metal Drummer. So those yeah. being our favorite is kind of like you know. I whatever. agree. Those are my favorite as well. Yeah, right. So, I mean, go listen to those. I guess like, it's on my playlist again right now. It's all over like both. Like I think it's over like the two main playlists I listen to right now. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, it's just, like it's it's like a little out there like chord progressions and like all of the kind of weird like just like slight distortions or reverbs or whatever you want to call it but mm-hmm. it's good like it's good it's good music it's it's good like indie rock and you almost could like stereotype this band as like your like the indie rock band your nerdy indie rock band like yeah not, totally not math rock where it's like super like oh what you're doing like weird shit like yeah like specific chords and progressions I, and stuff I would throw them in with like car seat headrest if I'm being honest with you with like a uh, cultural influence of, yeah like, where they fit in, like the that's the accurate sphere, which is good like Wilco but like I think uh, the people that are turned off by like car seat headrest too will be surprised at the difference in Wilco just because I say that like they do fall in with car seat headrest you you're probably gonna hear something more elaborate and almost like symphonic to especially this album it's like they they have a lot of different melodic things going on that you'll be surprised and maybe you're not an indie rock person and you you might think it's cool like you might like folk like i know you like more folk i do and this album kind of fits in with a folk has elements of, there's a lot of yeah. like acoustic guitar going on and stuff like that just sonically so yeah it's a good it's a good album to like kind of relax to or like kind of like 
get melancholic and yeah it, yeah you know? we we definitely recommend jesus etc obviously we talked about that yes. one a bunch that's a that's, that's a good listen to heavy metal drummer i recommend those two songs yeah, yeah i mean i, I completely agree when it comes to it but i think we both agree that those two two songs on the album are like good, good. and i think i think the opening and closing songs are will surprise you too because they are tr- they're the longest songs on the album but yeah i think when i went back and i listened to it i was like very like oh like this is cool like this sounds kind of different yeah so, yeah it's, it's as as far as like you were saying if you're not an indie rock person i don't really know i mean i can't remember the, a time before i listened to music like this so i don't remember what my reaction would have been like but i don't i i don't know if this is like the best starting place because although it has a lot of the elements that you would be getting in this genre it also is like super like you said like um, I don't know what the word is because it is not like math rock, like you said, but it's super uh, like specific stuff, um, stuff that like you might not be used to. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely for me, there was some interesting sounds going on. I wish I had better like ex- specific examples, but I still would give the album a yeah. shot because. Yeah, well, and, uh, and but I think that could be a good bridge into. Yeah, it's true. People that may not be used to indie rock or don't. Yeah, because it's it's stuff that you're gonna hear in a lot of in a lot of albums like this. It's like, but it's its own thing at the same time. Yeah, it's it's that it's that like it's that kind of like uncomfortable sound that you get from like a Radiohead or a Neutral Milk Hotel. That stuff that kind of like oh yeah, Radiohead maybe makes your skin crawl. Yeah, I think it's a there. I think there's a lot of Radiohead comparisons on here, but yeah, I I didn't even think about that. But yeah, big time Radiohead. Yeah, even if you've never even heard Radiohead, even if you've just heard Creep, like I hear a lot of that song in without this album, the heaviness, like, the way it's delivered. Without the yeah, well, it's it's not so in your face with the with the heaviness. I would say it's the... a perfect mix between Radiohead and Neutral Milk Hotel. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, I couldn't like, agree more. I mean, I literally wrote in my notes. I literally wrote in my notes that I reminds me of Neutral Milk Hotel. And I said that Wilco checks a lot of boxes for me. They remind me of a lot of my favorite artists, and they seem like a band that I definitely want to check out because yeah. they have all these great factors and kind of merge them into a new thing. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. For sure. Yeah, you should definitely you should definitely get into them. Like, it's yeah, great. I can see myself 100. percent yeah. yeah, I want to re-listen to this album right now. I'm just talking about it, so probably yeah. gonna do that sooner rather than later. For sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you want to move into Blonde? Yeah, yeah, okay. I, w- I would I'm love to. Take it. I'm going to take it a little bit. So I found a lot of similarities when I listened to this Wilka album in Blonde for some reason. The mm. energy vibe that I got from some of the songs on Blonde were a lot like the f- opening and closing of this album. Of, of yeah. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, Fox yeah. A Go lot of a little. Okay, so songs like, so Rosario gave me Blonde by Frank Ocean. It's like yeah. the antithesis of the more modern indie hip hop scene, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's it's like Blonde is uh, without stepping on Riley's feet too much and going into a huge monologue. Blonde is a hundred percent an essential album because yeah. it is a an R and B soul album with like hip hop elements. But it's also just done in a way that's not really like anything else, which I think is where he gets the where he gets the, the indie part of it from, because it's like 
it, it's not an I, indie I record. Because of the people but... that listen to it too, I'm like, you know, yeah, like, you make fun of indie people, or like you may not like indie people or indie like music, but I'm like, but I, listen to basically the same stuff, and you're basically yeah, it is it is basically the same thing. R&D. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What? What? Blonde is in the in the hip hop R and B soul culture is really what like I don't know the essential indie album. I guess it is probably in the airplane over the sea or maybe even like a Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. But yeah, I mean, Blonde is one of my favorites ever. Um, one of the most popular albums of the last ten years. So yeah. Not exactly a hot take, but yeah, continue your comparison, and we can. I'll get more uh, into why I love the album I later. Just, I, I, this, I, this album, I listened to way, way back. Like, I mean, probably when it first of course, dropped. Yeah. Like, I was one of those kids when I was. This came out twenty sixteen. Yeah, I was like perfect <laughs> time for that. Like a middle school, like early high school. Yeah. Like, whatever. I, I listened. To this would never have been something I listened to back then. By the way. Oh no, I listened to Bot, and I was like definitely listen to solo and all this kind of stuff like but it was also like not my thing back then and it like i only liked this album back in the day because look at me saying back in the day is like six years ago or whatever. back in the day was six years is a long time when i mean my, that's that's over like, half the it's like a quarter of your life <laughs> to oh, this that's point true. that's true um but i think I think this still kind of stands, but my favorite song on the album doesn't have Frank Ocean on it. It's the wow. one. It's yeah. solo with Rise. Facebook story. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. I guess he <laughs> no, no, he's um, on it. He's the distorted voice in the beginning. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Solo reprise. Yeah. Um. Um. That's an insane song. You can. Just... Oh my god. Okay. So we oh. can kind of get in that, but I'm gonna like still kind of chat a bit about it. But like, yeah. I think like. Okay, so my sister loves Frank Ocean now. She is like the the kid that is like, where's Frank? When's Frank Ocean gonna drop? When Frank? When's Frank yeah. Ocean gonna drop? She always lets me know. Rye, Frank Ocean's gonna drop. Like, I'm like no, he's not. And when he does, he's and when he does, we're talking about it on Classic Mix. When he does, I'll get your I'm sister in to talk about it. Oh yeah, I almost thought about bringing her on today because I don't know shit to talk about. This. Like, I really don't know. She could probably talk about this for hours. Yeah, me and her could have a good conversation. That'd be a podcast episode. I, dude, yeah. I wrote, I wrote pages. Okay, I mean, I'm so not gonna, I'm not gonna read all it. Right, all, I'm gonna kind of go. To, I, this one, I kind of want to go down more down the list because, like, I think my takes are kind of controversial. Um, this is like the first like five songs I don't like at all. Like even Ivy, like I used to like Ivy, but okay. now it's like, like come on, it's like so overplayed and like I'm like okay, I've heard this song. Yeah. Every- it kind of su- and it's not even like in my opinion as good as a song as you think, which it's yeah it's a so song, but it's not a Ivy streams on Spotify worth of music. Ivy is the like perfect beginner song for Franco. So uh, I guess I'll give my short history with Blonde. Um, I did not listen to it when it dropped. I mentioned this would not be the type of thing that I would be into 2016 me at all. Um, this i first listened to it probably about a year and a half ago because it was like late summer when i heard it so it'd be like yeah maybe a year and four months ago um when i was getting really more into music outside of my comfort zone i guess even though this album is fits right into my comfort zone nowadays but um yeah i when i first heard it i thought it wasn't all that um obviously i see it everywhere hailed as one of the greatest pieces of music ever um 
my favorite songs were the ones that are everyone's favorite songs, uh, Ivy and Knights, which are I still think are amazing songs. Maybe, maybe Ivy, not so much. Knights, definitely. But um, I think Ivy is one of the more basic tracks on this album. But uh, I, I get the reason that it's so hailed because it is one of the least blonde songs on Blonde. Um, and what I mean by that is um, it Blonde has a lot of um, moments of distortion and vocal layering and stuff yeah. like that, where Ivy really is just a straight up good song. I mean, it's amazing vocal performance, but it doesn't really have anything extracurricular going on. Um, so that maybe is why it's slid down my rankings personally. Yeah, I I totally get that. Um, Same thing for for like Pink and White also, which comes right after on the track list. It's a, a good song, but the real meat of this album comes later, I think. I don't know if that was intentional mm-hmm. or if that's just how it worked I, out over time. But I do think Solo to Solo Reprise is like one of my favorite six-song chunks ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, like interesting. From saying, but every like all the other songs on the album, I think, fall under way under that bar okay so like because i was listening to the when i listened to the album like like getting it going from pink to white pink to white good song it's like probably i think one of his most popular songs yeah and be yourself whatever it's a it's an interlude yeah it it adds to the i guess narrative if there is one but it's so whatever yeah it's it's cool you get the point like it's uh, yeah I, mean, I don't want to spend too much time on be yourself but i i did just write in my notes i just wrote that um i i like the inclusion of these little interlude skits this is the first of a few um, yeah i think some people uh, probably don't like the inclusion of them i i do i yeah i don't i i didn't care i think i think that's part of the album especially when we're like listening to these whole albums and breaking them mm-hmm. down i think right. those should be taken into account as well but I mean, solo, a great song. Probably, um, probably, she's uh, probably one of my favorite Frank Ocean songs forever. Yeah. But I, I think I think my song. favorite part of the song was like, and that's a solo, like literally just him saying like the just, simple, like because yeah, he, he, like, like that's just like it's the least distort one of the least distorted songs on the album. Yep, it's very, it is. Like, simple. It's very like almost like a. Basically, like how what he describes in the song is like what you feel when you're like that's what, when I'm listening to that song. I feel like that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's like it's really like, moving. Dirty dancing, whatever, like all that kind of stuff. Like I'm it's like, really moving. That cadence that he has. So you have so you have the instrumental kind of with that rising quality to it. You know where the, the tone's kind of going up and up. I don't know what the technical terms are for these things, but and then you have his cadence with the delivery of the words like kind of speeding up and matching that mm. and just and then once you get into the chorus it's just like a lights out vocal performance from frank i mean even if you don't like hail the album like everyone else does i think we can both admit that he is one of the greatest vocalists at least in modern times yeah his voice is insane but he has an amazing voice i don't understand a lot of the distortion stuff if like i think a lot of the songs get hurt by that and i think a lot of people like it i just don't I didn't care for it at all. Um, well, okay. If we're gonna if we're gonna go into, I guess the 
the distort like the stuff the stuff the stuff like that on the album so i mean you you start with nike's where the whole first half of the album there's a filter on his voice um i'm i'm not sure why he chose that effect like i don't know why he chose to filter his voice like that yeah but um it's well it's it's become iconic well yeah it happens a few times it it happens on nike's I think is it Siegfried or um Godspeed? yep yeah so the the songs on the end like Siegfried Godspeed and Future Free those all three have moments of it and then I the liked, chorus on Self Control what I liked it in Godspeed I didn't like it in Nike's okay so I will say that I don't it's hard for me to to gauge because I used to hate it in Nike's mm. but I think now Nike's has become so synonymous with like oh the next hour is going to be one of your favorite albums ever that I just like love Nike's now it's right. become yeah. like such an iconic thing yeah. um I think uh the vocal distortion is more of like a shock value thing maybe just for being the intro of the album oh, I think it's I don't sick choice I think he's literally like it goes with everything else on the album. Yeah, it, it kind of just, it kind of fits like, I mean, so, okay, so uh, jumping down now from the, I know I'm kind of all over the place here because I'm trying to collect yeah, my no. thoughts, but yeah, no, jumping just, down from the first yeah. track on the album to the last track on the album, Future of Free, uh, I wrote a fucking essay about Future of Free because this is probably my favorite song on the album, which is a really okay. weird random pick, but like, yeah, go ahead. just the stuff that it makes me feel is like, I don't know, but um, so if you remember the second half, it's a nine minute song, it's like split in two halves. The second half is like he's doing those interviews. Like there's those interviews happening, yeah. where he's like at like people are gonna ask like, "Oh, what's your name? If you had like any superpower, what would it be?" And like it's super distorted. It's like literally listening to radio static. Yeah, and I I think that that is to represent a theme that gets talked about on the album a lot. Probably people maybe don't realize it's the main theme of the album, but I think it is maybe like the main thing theme of the album is um. I think it's like youthfulness and the transition from youthfulness, like grow with growing up and yeah. just the complication of life and stuff. I mean, cause you have lyrics all over the album, you know, um, namely on Ivy is probably the most famous one where he says like, we'll never be those kids again. Um, and then in um, songs are uh, in the song um, skyline Two, which is more of like an interlude also. He mm-hmm. talks about like summer's not as long as it used to be. That's a famous line. And then that's a pretty fucking fast year that flew by is another famous line from that song. Yeah. And I noticed that a lot of the times in the songs like Skyline 2 and Good Guy that have these kind of moments like that where it's kind of introspective, he has that distortion voice filter. Right. So I just I drew think- a parallel between that and the end of Future of Free where it's a bunch of kids talking and they just are happy. And I don't know, everything's kind of just simple. They're talking about superpowers and stuff. So I guess yeah. that kind of staticky distortion represents well, the fleeting nature of that. And I think that goes, I think even be yourself is kind of indicative of that as well, because it's mm-hmm. his mom, right? That's talking. Yeah. It's his mom talking to him. Yep. Yeah. And she's just like, don't do drugs. Don't drink and drive. Or, yeah. 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 Don't, don't smoke, smoke marijuana. Well, and I think that's it's kind of like that song is a good example of what you're talking about because it it talks about those worries that your parents always, you know, like a, at least a responsible parent would be like, hey, like, don't drink, don't smoke. Right. You know? As you're growing up, you know, that's things your parents your tell kid. you. And then, but it's almost like as you grow old, your parents still have those concerns. Like, right. 
as you as you grow old and like you can make those decisions on your own and like you know even when you become legal age to do those kind of things like except for drinking and driving it's not okay but Don't like drink drinking drive. smoking and that kind of thing like like your parents see you that way like they still see you as a kid so they're gonna be yeah. like okay be safe right. like don't drink don't smoke you know don't get in the car with someone's fucked up like and I, and I think that's indicative of what of what you said i i mean i didn't look at the album in that way at all i was listening mm-hmm. to the album definitely being like yeah i mean that that comes off of like i've probably heard this album like 30 or more times that comes off of just doing that over and over again that i picked up a lot of elements of just i mean most people think oh blonde sad album that's my go-to sad album mm-hmm. but like I don't. I guess you don't really go into why. I mean, of course, he talks about like heartbreak and stuff like that. But I, I think the nature of that heartbreak comes from he talks about growing up a lot on this album, and the years are flying by, and yeah. and stuff is not like how it used to be. You know, you used to have a good thing going, and now you grow up, things change. Like, mm. yeah, and uh, I think I think that's cool too because like I think he kind of captured that. Caught, that on songs that aren't even about growing up like even facebook story like the second half of facebook story where it's like the guy talking about how it was like his girlfriend and like they got facebook and then and then she like stopped talking. Him to follow yeah, yeah he didn't follow and he was back. like why i can see you and i think that's just kind of like a, a chain i don't think it's supposed to mean a literal like thing i don't think it's supposed to be like don't you know don't go on Facebook. Like it's more of like right. A, it's a symbolic thing. Like oh, as times change, people change. Like you know, like it's very like yeah. So that's interesting. You picked that up from that. So for Facebook's, I I wrote an, at least one note for every song on this album just because I felt mm-hmm. like it. For Facebook story, I wrote a lot of people hate this song and don't understand its inclusion. I am not going to argue for or against it, but I do think it's pretty funny. That's yeah. all I've ever gotten for Facebook story. So you saying that, I guess, kind of makes me look at it a different way. Like how I was saying, like times are changing, you know, now we have Facebook and all yeah, sorts I, of things. I only, I only got stuck on that song because I didn't like pretty sweet. Yeah. So and most like, people don't. It's p- pretty sweet is like pure chaos. It's not. So I, was, I was very like, okay. Like, and then like Facebook stories kind of like shitty too. Like, okay. The beginning. It is. Like, no, I don't. I, I, the, all the songs are good, but it's just like I don't get it. Like, I, no, I mean, most most people happy. hate Facebook Story though, and don't really but get like, it. And Pretty Sweet, but I, I like listen to the Facebook Story, and like I don't know, like I related to the 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 guy talking about it because like I don't like I don't use social media co- to connect with people. Like I really like I use like like maybe Snapchat to message my friends and stuff. Yeah. Over Instagram and in like TikTok. Mostly for entertainment. And Twitter. Like it's for, yeah, I don't like if I had to keep a relationship over Instagram or like, Mm. like TikTok or or Twitter or something, I couldn't, I'd be so bad because my mind is, doesn't go there. Like I want to be physically with someone. Right. You know, I, I like, like with my girlfriend, I, I, wake up every day and i'm like okay when's the next time can i see when can i see her like yeah because yeah, you want to see her in real life i mean they're in like she sends me tiktoks but like but that's not like, a relationship that's no just... even calling and texting it's like i don't that's not really what it is for mm-hmm. me until i see her until i like physically can see her so like that yeah. for some reason that song kind of just like it like hit that spot of like oh man yeah. that's exactly how i feel i've always found it interesting a lot of people hate it i i'm I'm kind of surprised you spent like so much time. Not that we spent a long time, but just 
Most people just disregard it and pretend it's not there. Yeah. I think, I think all of the kind of interlude slash skit slash really short songs are overlooked. I mean, Skyline 2, I already talked about. I think Mm. Skyline 2 is actually great. Probably maybe the most underrated songs. I mean, it yeah, seems like, like so uneventful. It flows, but... it flows into self control really well, and it yeah, it's it's so essential well. for it to be there. And like, I same didn't even thing realize with... it was two se- it was three separate songs. Like I, I knew solo ended, but then going from si- skyline two to self self control that they were yeah. two separate songs. Like I was yeah. like listening to it on a walk to class, and it was mm-hmm. like I was like, oh, I I missed a song. Like I didn't even think about what this song said. Yeah, it flows so well, and it's yeah, yeah it was well good. written. Yeah, speaking of self-control, um, since we're just that's where we're headed right now on the track list going down. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite songs, maybe ever, probably my f- I know I already just said Future of Free is my favorite song on the album. I guess for, for practical listening, I think this is my favorite song on the album. Future yeah. of Free is more of a artistic thing that I really like about it. But yeah. this is like the song that I've played the most on the album for sure. It's like contagiously catchy. I mean, I don't, I don't even, I mean, that's just a, a perfect song for me. Um, the, the lyrics and the voice filter in the chorus, like everything about it, it like brings a tear to my eye. Like it's, it's good. A perfect song even, to me. I didn't even think about this song being that good. Like I, um, I think this is one of the songs I would hear in my sister's room. Like if she was mm-hmm. like playing music and like I was walking by, I'm like, oh man, I feel like I know this song, but I, yeah, like, but you can't put your finger on back it. Back in the day, probably listen to this song, and but then I'm like, I can, I can hum it. But then I listen to it, I'm like, damn, this is the song that I'm like, I always can know that it's a. Yeah, you know it, but I never yeah. know which. Like, it could be Ivy, it could be, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it's yeah, like, a lot of the songs may blend together if you're not right. But then I listen to like, this is the song that I'm like, I've like wanted to listen to for a long yeah, time. I love this. Song, it was good, dude. and it it leads, and I think I like a. The good guy interlude as well. I kind of lumped it in with that sixth yeah. song from, from solo to solo, and like as mm-hmm. a good like I can listen to that and without skipping. Yeah, like, it, good guy is an interesting song. Um, yeah, it's more of an interlude, I guess, but it's a really like raw lyrical track, um, mm-hmm. which I think is complemented well by the vocal effect and the yes. style of the song. Yeah, um, like I didn't hate it at this spot either. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely an album. I mean, of course, you have Self Control and you have Nights, which we're about to get to, I think. Mm. Uh, Ivy, Pink and White. These are all amazing songs. But I mean, I think why this album is so hailed is it really does shine as an album. And I think it's, not to sound pretentious here, but I think it's um, skyrocket into popularity and into the mainstream has kind of detached it from the fact that it's still such a beautiful work of art with mm. these carefully placed interludes carefully placed vocal effects distortion layers on the songs stuff that people who aren't trying to analyze it like us or people who aren't listening to the full album aren't going to pick up on so no, I'm, that's I'm, why it's so popular i can right it, it 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 caters to the casual listeners yeah and it caters to the analyzers and i've kind of gone down the pipeline of oh i really like nights to analyzing the vocal effect on good guy it's a it's a long pipeline, but now I'm at the end of it because that's how good this album is. So yeah, no, it's yeah. uh it's really funny when I can my sister's like telling my mom about blonde mm-hmm. and I'm like and my mom's like, Yeah, your brother like <laughs> has brought this up. You know, yeah. like, it's kind of right. funny. Deja vu for your mom. 
or, or like uh you know i could she'll be like listening to music like in the bathroom like getting ready for the day or something and i'll be like mm-hmm. home for the weekend and i'll be like damn i used to play solo like when i was getting ready for school and like all this kind of yeah, stuff. yeah that's funny so i i send music cool. to my younger siblings too but I, but I think that's like it's that's really good when an album's like transcending kind of more like it, it's lasted I mean generations like you to your younger sisters in a generation but I guess you know in modern four times years, I'm four years younger than her or older than her so. right so I mean in in modern times like in how how music is like okay let's say this is going off on a bit of a tangent but I think one of the reasons this album is so hailed and so considered so essential is that it has stood the test of time for the modern era. You know, the test of time it's used to be lasting revered. decades. It's right. Like, I think in the modern out, era, I mean, there's so many... It. Yeah. And, there's so many albums that came out in 2016 that are already swept under the rug and forgotten about. You know what I mean? Yeah, but those like, aren't good albums. This is a good album. Right. So, so it, it has stood the test of time. I mean, there's albums from 2022 that already were popular and are no one cares about anymore because that's just how... Yeah media consumed these days so for an album like this to come out in the modern era and to transcend that and be relevant for going on seven years i mean that's impressive yeah no it's a testament to i think the masterpiece exists frank ocean never drops another album which it's very likely that he won't because it's, it's looking that way why, why would he drop another album you know like in my head I mean, you, it's 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 almost impossible to top to top this well he, he just doesn't he doesn't see he has no he incentive yeah yeah he 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 does he's not in that spot where he needs to make music you know he's doing other things so yeah i don't know like which good for him gonna, man it's gonna always live in his best life it's gonna be always listened to and but it's also it, i think it'll always have the status of underground as well just because of the sound it's kind of like pretentious kind of music nerd album yeah but it'll always no matter who who holds on to it and uh you yeah. know reviews it and like thinks it, it talks about how it's so good and so iconic that it'll always kind of be this underground album and that's the beauty of it because the sound because of the guy singing it how kind of eccentric mm-hmm. he is it's almost like uh like a doom or like uh like a, it's in that category yeah right where or, or like or like like Jesus something like that where yeah it's Kanye West and he's he's famous but like it's it's uh unique and it's like something that you know yeah or like, music uh, nerds like, like in an airplane over the sea i know we always bring yeah. that up but well it's that's why it's one of the greatest the albums ever popular like among people that like that type of music but mm-hmm. it'll always be an underground album just yeah. based on the sound based on the people based on the history of the band same thing with frank ocean he's like a right. icon people people he that is. know frank ocean will always know frank ocean and like from even for generations that you know probably were like six when this song when this album came out that are listening to it now that are like 12 and like in going into middle school and stuff it's and like us listening to do album. and i'm like you were like a little baby when this came out yeah like, how are you? well it's, it's like it's like us listening to mad villainy like we were two years old when it came out but like yeah we still recognize it as one of the best albums of all time i mean that's right. That's like I, thank God for streaming services. You know what I mean? I think it's oh, I you know, yeah. I think it's it's an underrated thing to be able to have almost the entire library of music ever released at your fingertips. Because I mean, 
how would you have listened to old music in the past? You have to get your hands on like an old vinyl or, or an old CD. Yeah. yeah but like, before that's, I, I mean, like, way less practical. I was, I was into old stuff before I had Spotify and iTunes and all that. So, I mean, I, I, I was, but I mean, I didn't listen to physical. I mean, I didn't really start listening to music like, like that until, until I got Apple Music, which was in yeah. like eighth grade or something. So, hmm. I mean, I listen to the CDs and shit, but like, it's, it's not as accessible. So, I, you know, I, I had vinyl collections forever. Like I've, I, I bet had, you did. Yeah, I love vinyl. <laughs> yeah, vinyl. I, I, I don't know where to like put it. Like literally, that's like one reason I don't have vinyl. My, like mine's not at school. I've stopped collecting since. Yeah. College. Like right. Years I've not. And I also it. don't have a record player, obviously. And I know a lot of people who collect. You know who you are if you're listening to this, by the way. Who collect the vinyl but don't have a record player? And I'm like, what? You just collected to have it you don't listen to it yeah no oh, it's no, a true story every bad boy that i have is being is played at least once yeah i so. mean unless it's like super rare and like you can't open it or something but that's i don't i don't know I, but yeah like i see like i see the, the forever story vinyl going on sale and like everyone like freaking out and i'm like i don't really care about vinyl but like feels like i should like i want to but i also don't want to buy a record player stuff like that so i have to I keep my uh, Black Keys uh, collection updated. I have every vinyl. I have like Damn. one deluxe album. I've that's cool. That's a lot of albums too. They have don't have a small discography. Yeah, it's. I'll count. You can keep talking. I don't really have anything to say except for Blonde is amazing. Uh, you should listen to Blonde. Blonde makes me want to cry. Uh, I hope Frank Ocean drops again, but if he doesn't, I hope he's living his best life. If you're not watching on YouTube right now, Riley is struggling to count on his fingers. Twelve. Albums. Twelve. That's a fucking Handed lot for vinyl. That's cool though. Uh, yeah. What what do you th- what go ahead? Oh no, it's a funny, it's a story about a vinyl. So um the first Black Keys record was released in two thousand and two, and that's the mm-hmm. year I was born. So I've always wanted to get an original pressing of the big come up by the black keys just to have yeah. something. That's like a fun thing, and my mom was like gonna get it for me as like a Christmas gift, and I didn't know. And so the other like a couple years ago, she bought it, and she's like, "Oh, is it an original pressing?" And it was not. It was like literally like a brand new like album. Oh, okay. And she said, "I paid fifty bucks for this thing. It's it shipped all the way from Germany. It turns out <laughs> she just bought it a copy from a place in Germany that." Eight, that made her pay fifty dollars to ship it out. Like like a that's like a fake uh, pressing. No, it was a real album. It just okay. wasn't a first pressing. It was a regular. It was like a twenty dollar mm-hmm. album, but because of shipping and handling and them getting it and sending it out, because it cost so much for them to get in Germany, they have, right. to, send it, they have to send it back out to the U.S. It's like, you know, cost yeah. her like fifty bucks. Unfortunate. No, and I'm still looking for that original press of the Big Come Up by Blackies. Long story short. That would be a cool thing to have. Uh, I was going to bring it back a little bit and just ask you what your favorite three tracks run are. I know you said kind of a big run that you like, but if you had to narrow it down to three. White Ferrari, Siegfried, and Godspeed. If I had to do this. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you picked those three. It wouldn't be part of the sixth run. It wouldn't be part – because if I'm going to go back to my sixth run solo to yeah. solo, solo, Skyline 2, self-control, nah. Skyline two self control good guy, nah. Self control good guy knights, nah. Like you know, like, like maybe there's not really a strong three run in there. Not pretty sweet 
Facebook story close to you, but I would definitely no. say White Ferrari. Like, if I had to listen to three songs in a row, White Ferrari, Siegfried, and Godspeed. That's a I'm, nice I'm glad you three. picked that. That's a respectable choice. Mine is probably replace White Ferrari with Future of Free. Um, because I was I was gonna talk about future of free a little more. That's why I asked the question. I think yeah, go ahead. No, I, I think I, I said earlier that I think Skyline Two is one of the most underrated. Um, yeah. I think Future of Free is probably the single most underrated song on Blonde, and okay. I could write an essay about the way the song makes me feel. But um, yeah, I think I think the so it's kind of a three part song. Um, there's the song part and then the interview part, which I talked about. And then the song part, it kind of has two parts where it's like Nike is where one part is filtered and one part is just normal. And I think the, the both parts of that just do so much. Um, it has the, the right touch of distortion in the beginning mm-hmm. to kind of give you that feel. And I guess like it for me, it makes me feel like I'm grounded in like the world of blonde because so many songs have that vocal effect and that distortion that it just it makes it feel perfect as a as an ending track, and then the second part is just a, a catchy and amazing song, um, and it has a ton of emotional power. And I was tearing up as I wrote these notes, and I was tweeting about it. Uh, I think like those last three songs on Blonde have like more emotional power than like any other three track run that that you could think of for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, I already said I love the inclusion of the um, interview on the end. I think it's a good way to merge, uh, I guess, the story of Blonde with the real world. Right. And again, bring up the themes of you know the innocence of youth and the fleeting nature of that. And I said that perhaps the dreamlike distortion symbolizes the unachievable nature of the childlike state. And I said, it's an absolutely unreal way to end the album. And I also noted that my Twitter bio for a very long time has been how far is a light year, which is the last sentence of blonde. And I don't know why it just seems significant yep. to me, but I, and I yeah. Know yeah. That just, a, it just seems it's just an indicative song of the whole album. It has the, the blondiness to it where you have that distortion and the vocal layering and the little vocal sample in the back with Frank's amazing vocals on top. And then you have mm-hmm. like a random skit tacked onto the end, but yeah. the random skit means so much. It's like, yeah, just, Dude. it's just great. Great. I mean, okay. So I don't know if you guys can pick up on this, but this is an album that is a definite must listen to. If you haven't, I feel like a lot of people that are listening mm-hmm. have listened to blonde. If you are a music nerd like us, it's like a quintessential music nerd album. Just like absolutely. Um, yep. Everybody and their mom loves blonde. Like, uh, it, but if you haven't listened to it, it's a good listen. It's, um, it's fun. It's different. Um, yeah, it took me a few listens. I mean, you hear me praising it so highly. I mean, it's in my personal favorites of all time. It's probably creeping up in the into the top ten or fifteen. Um, right. I, I when I first heard it, I wasn't that into it. I was like, "Why do I need this when I have Pinkerton by Weezer?" Like, which is an awesome album. Which is in my top it. ten of all time. Is an awesome album. I'm not hating on it. I I think it's better than Blonde, but. Uh, now I realize that I need both. That's controversial. That's yeah, probably. 
not between us. I mean, we should talk about no. Pinkerton on an episode. Pinkerton one day. is one of the best albums of all time. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's in my up top. There with like Dark Side of the Moon, but with by Pink Floyd. Like, I'm sorry, you people are gonna hate Pink. Like, they hate Weezer or whatever. They hate Weezer. Oh, they do. They do. Pinkerton is an amazing album. It's not only better than the Blue album. It's better than almost every album ever created in the history of mankind. Almost. Yeah. There's a couple that are better. But. There's a couple that. Yeah, but I was kind of like a contrarian in the beginning to like, oh, everyone loves this album so much. I'm not going to listen to it. Similar mm-hmm. to how I was with Aaron the Aeroplane Over the Sea. I told that story more in depth in episode one. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, I finally got around to it. And I'm like, yeah, it's not all that. But uh, man, is it infectious once you start getting into it. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad you told me to listen to this album all the way through because like. A lot it needed points- to be done. A it lot of points annoyed me, but it's the songs that I I haven't listened to, and I'm like, oh, this is why I've never. And you came out enjoying, yeah, because yeah, like, I would, I just don't like the type of distortion and the type of like sampling that's in it. Like that's just my preference. Yeah, it's definitely a it's so genre wise, it's considered a neo soul album. Um, mm. I don't really know what that means. It's just, it, but it's not going to be for everybody, but. Um, one thing about Blonde is that it's super revered in the hip hop community. So if yeah. you're a rap fan, um, and let's say you're maybe a, and you got Andre, yeah, you had Andre 3000 verse, and you have a very hip hop adjacent sound. You got mm-hmm. a lot of hi hat and 808 like drum usage in here, yeah, which I think is why it's such a good bridge from yeah. the hip hop to the non hip hop. So. Soul. Yeah, I mean, I, I doubt that we have any listeners who are purely hip hop, just based on the episodes we've done. But um, if you are out there, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you're out there and you haven't broadened your horizons yet, that's a classic mix up is for. So if this is your first time listening, you know, mm-hmm. we link the music in the description of whatever website you're using. They all have descriptions. I link the music. So. Check it out, uh, Broaden Your Horizons. I think this is a great album to do that if you're just dipping your toes in the music nerdiness of it all. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think I think every album that we kind of review is kind of like music nerdy in a way. It is, yeah. Yeah, we haven't done like uh, – yeah, pretty much is. We did like Hiding Places, which is obviously in the airplane over the sea. So, yeah. I guess we're, get, we're, we're giving you guys the, the pipeline to go from a normal person wow. to a – yeah. I guess we should have, we could have started with blonde for that matter, but that's not really what we're nah. We do our we do our own thing here. We kind of mess around. Yeah. But yeah, that's about all I have to say about blonde. It's one of the best ever. It's just Yeah. Go listen. Yeah. Yeah. I would that's actually, all I got. that's all I have to say too. Great yeah. album. Glad I listened great to it all the way through. Just some parts annoyed me. But couple of great albums. Yeah, the Wilco album's great too. Really yeah, it's good. To yeah. It was like yeah, I, I need to re-listen for sure. I need to re-listen on a couple things. Mm. So, I need to re-listen on that. I need to re-listen on uh, Every Hour's Dollar Gone because I've had that fucking song million to me stuck in my head now since last classic mix-up. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. That's why that album is so good. It just gets stuck in your head. It does, All yeah. It's a good one. We're throwing it back to if episode you're four. For the first time, if you're listening Check to out the episode four. Time, album, listen to episode four. Yeah. Check out episode two, one of my personal favorite episodes we've done. Um, yeah, check out episode no, one too. Plenty of time. It's a fun thing. We're just hanging. We're yeah. We're talking about and you know, for that matter, show some love to episode three while you're at it. I mean, I don't, you know, 
Yeah, we didn't yeah. mention that, but go for it. Episode three, we talked about uh, new music. I guess that's a good segue. Episode three, we talked about new music uh, that came out on the week that we recorded that. And mm. uh, I think we might be doing that again. Yeah. Are we, yeah, are we doing that again? Yep. Yeah. So the day that you're seeing this, um, October 28th, uh, a lot of music is dropping. Namely for us, West Side Gun, Hitler Wears from S10. Uh, Baby Tron is dropping, Ben Reaper 3. Smino is dropping his album, which I think mm-hmm. has a name that I don't know. It's um, That's important because he's touring with JID. He's touring with JID, which we're going to see. So, got to listen to that, of course. Um, and then Backseat Lovers, who we both really like, is dropping oh, their album. I'm so glad I showed you them over the summer. Yeah, time. me too. I'm so that glad you showed me them too. Like, yeah, so, so that would have made a fantastic classic mix-up episode, but pre-classic mix-up rather put me onto the backseat lovers and i love that that's that was our first like that was proto proto yeah um, that was before the idea that was like right before the idea for classic mix-up i think five minutes after i showed you yeah backseat lovers we're like we need to do this every week yeah podcast yeah 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 it was good times man good times but yeah so basically next week we're gonna do a little uh part two of the new music rundown for the new stuff Mm -hmm. from october 28th uh yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Um, other than that, that's about it for the scheduled conversation of this episode. I know Riley's going to have some obscure underground indie music to, to tell me about that I'm not going to listen to, but I'm going to listen anyways. Um, <laughs> I have some I have some things myself. Well, actually, I feel like so. I feel like we kind of do a little segment after our segment. I mean, I think you said like our main segmented whatever like. Yeah, we have we have our scheduled conversation, and, and yeah, we got to talk. About we em- music we embrace the yeah we embrace the not knowing what's going on and just talking about what we listen to. Yeah, but so do you want me to start with what I've been listening to? You can go ahead. Yeah, okay. I am always interested so, to hear because it's all you keep me guessing. You keep me you on remember, my toes. You remember our our pals in Palace, right? From a couple of episodes ago. Of course, yeah. Great last album. week we talked about it so long week. forever. Yeah. Yep. So I listened to Life After Life After, which is their album after So Long Forever. Mm-hmm. Not it. Nah. A, a couple good songs. I think it's more it's more like it reminded me of church music for some reason. Like almost like if you went to a new like a you're you're familiar with like a maybe like a non uh non-denominational non like it's almost like a music yeah. movie, but a non-denominational. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, and and I know I know Palace and uh, I can see them going that way. There were some moments on So Long Forever that kind of feel like that, I guess. Like Like, I think I think an in-house band at a non-denominational church, Christian church, would be like (laughs) this the life after. There's a couple songs I do like, Face in the Crowd and Younger. I do recommend if anybody's gonna be listening to the second palace, I feel like falling over. Yeah, I want to check it out because I love them. So um I think it's okay. It's slower album, way slower album, different 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 topics in the writing and all this okay. kind of stuff, and uh, uh, there's still guitar and drums and that kind of thing. Where their newest album is more electronic and like, like electronic drums and that kind of thing, and I didn't like that. But Life After, I listened to it finally, and um, or all the way through at least, and yeah, it was all right. Like I, I'd recommend yeah. it. It's just not my favorite. I listened to a disappointing album this week too. Um, I listened to uh, the Liz Two by Armani Caesar, um, mm. who is. Uh, Griselda label member. Uh, this was a personal West Side Gun curated project. So 
I had pretty high hopes. I mean, you have the Benny feature and the West Side Gun feature. Um, she she did her thing, I guess. If you like that style of music, you know, if you like that style of music, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it, it's it was all right. I recommend the West Side Gun feature song though, because I mean, obviously, West Side Gun's always so mean. He can do no wrong. So, yeah. but the I, album as a whole, I listened to the Liz, the original album, the Liz. Uh, um, and I thought it was better. I don't. I don't want to say she regressed necessarily, but just I don't know. Mm-hmm. She had like Kodak Black on this album, which didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just got bored of this one fast. So mm-hmm. um, I listened to that, and then I listened to the Cage the Elephant album that you mentioned to me last week. I actually listened to one of the things you, you told me about. Told me to listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Tell Me I'm Pretty by Cage the Elephant. Mm-hmm. And I see why you like it so much. It's executive produced by uh, Dan from the Black Keys. So, it is. I knew it. I yeah. knew I knew it. Like different. Yeah. Did you not know that until just now? No, I didn't. Seriously? I I for a reason. No, I didn't. Know yeah. That. Yeah. I love um, Casey Elephant, so I'm sure he's produced other stuff by them. I'm sure he works with them a lot, but yeah, it's yeah. produced by the Black Keys, Dan Auerbach, but the guitarist uh, and singer. Dan Auerbach, also, I want to recommend this. Okay, I might do this in future, uh, um, in a future episode, but The Arcs, mm-hmm. uh, Yours Dreamly is one of my favorite albums all the time. It's oh, yeah, that's in, our, uh, that's in our Twitter header. Go check yes, out our Twitter and follow favorite. our Twitter. Yeah, we Rosario keeps that going. And, I know. do my best. It's, it's pretty dead, but uh, maybe yeah. if you guys give me some followers, I'll tweet to you more. Yeah, uh, maybe if we had some is audience participation on the Twitter, maybe we'd actually post stuff on the Twitter. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mutual um, thing. Yeah, no. Anyway, but um, yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that. That's probably why I like KG Elephant so much. Yeah, um, it was a decent album. Nothing really stuck out to me. We were gonna talk about it on the podcast uh, at one point, but um, yeah, nothing really stuck out to me. But uh, it seems like no, I know, but it just it does seem like definitely your style. Something could be my style too. I really like the song though. The reason that I bring this up is because there was one song that I really liked above all the rest. It was uh, called Sweet Little Jean. That's a good song that I recommend yeah. to the people out there. So one thing I took away from that. I also recommend Cold, Cold, Cold. Yeah, that's a, I, think, I think that's a track right after that on the track list. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's a good little run right there. Yeah. Um, that's them at their best, I think. They have an album that I might give you eventually called unpeeled and it's all their live albums. And like they did the song, um, it was like, what is it called? Ain't no rest for the wicked. Yeah. They did the, they that was like the most famous song. song. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they do like a live album that that's on it and all like a lot of their early music's on it too, along with like their, that album with like cold, cold, cold okay. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, great, great album. Like, I, I'll have to recommend it to you. One of my favorite vinyls to listen to, like everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I like their song. Um, obviously basic, but I like Ain't No Rest for the Rick. It's pretty good. I like Cigarette Daydreams a lot too. So. Oh, yeah. I can play that on guitar. That was kind of like my first. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty easy. I, yeah. I can, I can imagine it's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. It's like three chords, four chords. Yeah, dude. Okay. So. Damn, I've I've listened to a lot of music in the past week. I can't believe I could barely. F- I felt like I could barely fit in these these two albums to listen to this week because I've listened to so much music. Yeah, I to all of like almost all of the Beatles discography. Oh, okay. I can't really help you there, but you can tell me about it. No, I, I just really listen. I love the Beatles. You know, I got a Beatles tattoo. Of course, I grew up in the Beatles. 
um, um, just like going back and like list uh, saving songs that I never really listened to in the past, like that kind of thing. But that's kind of hard to do when I listen to every song on the Beatles already. It's just kind of songs that I've like re put in a rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of like I've been really into their songs with piano. Like I've got a feeling uh, off of let it be is a really good song it has a really good piano riff done by paul mccartney uh they had that documentary series on disney plus about them Mm -hmm. uh just that just came out a couple few months ago like maybe the beginning of this year and that is so good because listening to let it be which is that the album is that's what album they're making during the documentary series it just hearing it again and like so yeah that that's got to be cool i i actually had one of my teachers recommend that documentary to my class and uh, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I, I should yeah. watch that. Yeah, I, it's a good watch, just even if you don't like the Beatles, like it's just nice. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I don't know if, I mean, I've never listened to them. I don't have anything against them. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people hate the Beatles. For, yeah, I, they do. I think I there's like a you, backlash thing, you know, like they're so popular that it's like, well, and I'm just like, like Eminem people, also. I hate telling people that I like the Beatles so much because. And they're like, "Oh, guess what? I hate the Beatles." And I'm like, "Oh no! Yeah. I'm gonna like run. Away. I'm gonna shit and piss and fucking cry." Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like you don't I care. Like the band a lot. You like, don't care. Like, yeah. Okay, but I'm like, I I know that it's not true because like, a music's objectional and like you can like whatever you want. Like I don't like fucking Machine Girl and like all that kind of shit. But like, I don't like Machine Girl either. But people do. People love that. I know. Yeah. That shit up like Gex and all that. Like and Blade. Blade, like people love that. Drainers, I love drainers. drainers. I don't like Blade. Yeah, we so had like, this conversation on episode three. Go check yes. it out. So, what I'm trying to say is like, it's just like the and you like the music is good. Like, yeah, you you really show you sit someone down and play a Beatles song that they've never heard before, and they're like, "What the fuck is this? This is really cool. Like, this sounds really yeah. good. I'm like, it's Beatles." I, I want, yeah, like, I want to listen to it. It's just there's so many things to listen to that it's like, oh yeah, but it's but they'll obviously. always be there. They'll always be there. That's my favorite thing. Right. It's like I can always fall back on the Beatles. The That's song crazy. "Something" by the Beatles. We were like, I had um last I think Friday. I was back home with like my family and um I was like playing games with my mom, my mom, my grandma, and my girlfriend. And me and my mom were mm-hmm. a little a little intoxicated, and we were singing "Something" by the Beatles. And we couldn't remember the lyrics. So while we're playing cards, <laughs> and, like with my grandma and my girlfriend, me and my mom, did, like my mom pulls out her phone, plays the song, and we're singing. We're like, oh my God, that's what it is. And <laughs> I, can, I can see like, my girlfriend like laugh, like smiling. Yeah, I can like, see it. She's like, you're crazy. Like, how, why are you guys just drunkenly talking about Beatles lyrics? I'm like, this is my it life. Sounds like you. Yeah. Right. It's, well, that's how I was raised. My house is like that. We love the Beatles in my household. So, yeah. yeah. Um, besides that though, for music, uh, listen to Patrick Sweeney, Sweeney's band. So that was like music before his solo stuff. Okay. Before his solo stuff. Yeah. What's that like? Really good. Uh, more bluesy, more soul, slower. Um, traditional blues. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Probably um, something that I would not like better than, uh, um, I I don't know. I think it's more, it's, it's, you'd be surprised on how like soulful it is. Um, Because the the album's called Henry Ford Bedroom, and it's really, like there's this one song called Bad Luck on it, and it's like 
It's like I've just got he, he, the lyric is just I've got bad look, bad look, bad look. You know, like all this kind of stuff. It's like really good. And he has just a heavy guitar and just it's a really good album. Um, besides that, listen to bunch of turnstile uh back cool. shout out to the first album our first episode we listened to glow on by listen to glow on yeah um rest in peace dreams of seeing turnstile live with blink 182 yeah because why pay 200 dollars for i don't have 300 dollars to go see some fucking washed old men and wallows so and turnstile why yeah, i would be going for walls and turnstile and leaving realistically no i wouldn't but, I mean, we wouldn't, but like, yeah. No, I was but, excited yeah. when I saw them on the on the list uh, they're touring with. Yeah, um, the album, the album, nonstop feelings, great. Uh, recommend that. Uh, Hosier, getting a little Hosier in there always. Yeah. Uh, shout out to episode, another episode yeah. back, you know, yeah. back a while. First um, episode. First episode, Hosier. Yeah. Uh, System Hosier. of a Down. I got into their first album a little bit this week. Oh, that's cool. I think they're on that tour also. No way, dude. I think they might be. I'm down probably, with Blink 182. I might be making that up. I think they are. I'm going to look it up. Like, I don't right think now. they're touring, dude. I don't um, know, bro. I don't know, bro. Um, I also got into Hitler Wears Hermes 7. Yeah. I love the song Love You. Don't know why. And Whoopi. Love them. Nice. Love this song. That's I also one. listened to a bunch of Hitler's Wears Hermes, 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 Hermes 8. Um, that one is side my B. Favorite. What, what's the difference between side B and the regular? Version? Uh, they're just different. They're just different albums. Uh, no, so side West B. Side Gun. Well, I so listen, West Side so I to Side A, and, and then now yeah. I just listen to Side B, which I like Side B a little better. From being yeah, I think I think a lot of people do. I think yeah. So West Side Gun considers Side B uh, like Hitler Wears Hermes Nine because tomorrow Hitler Wears Hermes Ten is coming out. But people are like, oh, what happened to Hitler Wears Hermes 9? He kind of considers it as that one. So, yeah. Yeah, that album's fucking amazing. Um, Hell on Earth Part 2. Free Cutter. One of my, one of my favorite West Side Gun songs. Fucking Free fun. Cutter. Um, The Fly Who Couldn't Fly Straight with Tyler. Dude, yeah. West Side Gun and Tyler. Oh God, that song is so fucking good. West Side Gun and Tyler are such an underrated duo. I didn't duo. know I would like that combination, man. I can't stress this enough. You need to listen to... The Fly Who Couldn't Fly Straight and 327 by West Side Gun. They are both that's going on incredible my incredible songs. Yeah. That is going and on then my, um, my other favorite from that is uh 99 Avarex with Stove God Cooks. The beat on that song is fucking transcendental. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah. So I just got really I just got really excited when you said Hillary Rush from S8. That's oh, an amazing album. That's a good album. Listening to yeah. that was it. They have Trapaholics on that one. I'm so fucking excited for Hitler Rose from S10, dude. That's is that coming out on Friday? Yeah, that's the big one, I think. And that's the big one for us, isn't it? The big two are gonna be Backseat Lovers and um, and West Side Gun. Yeah, I mean, I'm Tron, we're gonna listen to, but I, don't, I really don't. I'm super hyped for Bin Reaper 3, but I'm not gonna be able to like really podcast. I don't think a bit. We're gonna be able to break it down on the podcast. I'm sorry, Here, okay. Here's 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 your task for, for Bin Reaper 3, okay? We're gonna we're gonna count up the southeast Michigan references and tell it if, say which one's the best. Yep, and we're gonna yeah. say just the best lyrics in general, and just we'll, we'll have fun with that one because some of those lyrics we're already tweeting for classic mix up before we had a Twitter account, too. Because we went to Somerset, which is referenced in a Baby Tron uh, yep. song, yeah. And, and I tweeted the picture of the Somerset, I tweeted. 
I tweeted a picture of us at Somerset, and the and the, uh, I put the baby yeah, Tron lyric card next to it. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, bitch, I damn you're living Somerset. <laughs> so, um, for those who don't know, Somerset uh, King, if I'm in Troy, bitch, I'm spending something. Yeah, God, so, I love that man um, so much. For those that don't know, we're listening for the first time. Baby Tron is a uh, Michigan, Southeast Michigan rapper. He's from Ypsilanti, which is a town outside of Detroit. But he's like it's where you are in, right now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm at school in Ypsilanti, and uh, he, uh, but he designates himself as a Detroit rapper. And Rosario and I are both from the Metro Detroit area. Yeah, so, and, he, um, and he shouts out like a ton of places. Yeah, know? so like, and he'll say not like, "Oh, I'm I'm down at eight mile." Like it's like, okay, we're not going down. Eight, like I'm sorry, I'm not. Yeah, going down eight mile. yeah, no, he says like he says like uh like he says the, like he's got hypnophonia. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can like feel safe going. <laughs> yeah, he uh in fucking uh I forget the song, but he said like uh I got a hypnophonia, and like all my friends from school live in Livonia. So, oh, dude, like yeah. the whitest neighborhood in Metro Detroit, Livonia. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, it's it's Apple. it's like close to Detroit, but it's like, yeah, it's a pretty nice. It's really town. rich. Like, it's, yeah. Livonia's rich. Like, it has a lot of money, which is so funny because yeah. you could take, like, you take a 20 minute drive down 8 Mile, which I've. Yeah, well, no, not even. As soon as you cross um, over. Um, as soon as you cross over Inkster, you're like in the fucking ghetto. This, it, it is a place that you do not get out of your car. I was driving to Livonia. Like, I was going, you know, I took Van Dyke down take, to like, 696. Miles? No, yeah, so I took Van Dyke to 696, obviously, from, from where we live. Yeah. And then uh, 275 dropped me off at, like, 8 Mile or whatever. And, like, fucking, like, 6 Mile and Inkster is probably, like, maybe the worst intersection I've ever had to stop at a red light. I'm like, I, like, am going to die. It's not like there's nothing. There. Like, there's some places in Detroit when you're down there, there's nothing at the intersection. So yeah. You you're not scared. It's just, like, grass. No, there's fucking alleys and buildings There's and people in, like, like, yeah, no, it's, I click it. <laughs> We're I so white, it. dude. I can't believe I just, like, told that story, but... Yeah. Yeah, shout out Baby Tron. We're gonna count shout up the Southeast Tron. Michigan references. Um, yeah. but yeah, dude, uh, f- music. It's not even the end of my music listening. So yeah, I, we are just going all um, over the place. New Boldy James song. For. What's new that? New James song. Did you hear it? No. Naturally conspiring, dude. It's fucking. He has a it on a French orchestra shit. Really. <laughs> Listen to that shit. Naturally Dude, conspiring. I just looked it up. It came out today. I didn't know about yes. this. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, dude. Dude, the guy's a machine. Is he dropping that uh, album with Dilla soon? To drop it. It's not, it's it not Friday, is it? No, but I don't think the singles that are coming out are going to be on the album. I think they're I don't think they are either because that was produced by Future Wave. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that song is good. If you look, it's a boldy, like pure boldy rapping. For oh, I'm three absolutely minutes. listening to it. Um, Blind Melon. I got into Blind Melon. Do you know Blind Melon? Yeah, I do actually. Um, I got into Blind Melon. I the song by them. I said I have my phone out already. I'll, I'm gonna search them up, but um, uh, they're kind of like a grungy kind of band. Oh yeah, No Rain. Yeah, I mean that's a yeah, No Rain. Hit, it's a yeah, classic, classic hit song. It. Yeah, it's a good song though. Yeah, they're like a the old school like alt rock, right? Yeah, the grunge. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard I've heard some of their songs. Uh, but yeah, and then Frank Ocean. Yeah. Uh, and Wilco. That's it. That's all I've kind of listened to this week. Nice. Kind of yeah. All over the place. Not really one thing, you know. Yeah. I think you were telling me that when we were texting about the show, you're like, oh, I've been all over the place. You're like, I barely had time for 
our albums. But yeah, I mean, that's why I want to do the new new music rundown because like I'm gonna be listening to all these regardless if we talk about them on Classic Mixup or not. So I figure we might as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I think that's about all we, all we have for you. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Um, I would just say, uh, uh, any, any words of advice for the people? Uh, stay cool, stay happy, listen to some good music, you know, listen like, to good music, take yeah. a minute for yourself. Uh, especially school for me, I've been needing to do that, taking a minute for myself just to do nothing. I feel you. Music and play yeah, shit's been busy. Um, maybe go thrifting or like go, like, go, like, go thrifting. Yeah, that's a cool thing that I would recommend yeah. for people. Like, Go find, find a, a hobby that's not at like Target or but you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, that's, that's unique to that's you. Fun. Um, yeah, go like I don't know, hug your loved ones. I guess. I, yeah, hug your loved ones. Life is precious. Yeah. Um, and follow us on social media. Yeah, for, follow us yeah, everywhere. Uh, we do funny things on our own, but outside of music as well. We, you know, I'm always posting weird shit and Rosario. Yeah. Posts stuff about god knows i'm terminally online so i'm not as much but you can still catch me posting yeah my my advice to the people is quit social media turn off your screens really yeah but if you're not gonna if you're not gonna take my advice and quit social media at least follow us there yes you (laughs) if you're gonna use the dastardly social media if you're gonna use the devil's if you're gonna be like tracked by the government then you might as well get the classic mix of Yeah, yeah. Listen to our stuff. Follow us. You on might Twitter. as well watch a guy whose profile picture is Nick Foles holding Baby Tron on the Lombardi Trophy say yep. funny things throughout the day. And then mine is me. Obviously. My, my picture is me, and it's my banner is the Black Keys. And my, pro, my bio says peace. That's pretty much Yeah, you can't miss them. I'm going to link the socials in the description. Watch on YouTube, listen on Spotify, show your friends. Yeah, please, uh, have a have a blessed love, week. Have a conversation with us too. That we love that stuff, man. Like, yeah, true. If, if you follow our account and you just want to say hi or suggest yeah. us music, we look at that stuff. We're not like we sound like we're we sound like we're begging, but we just like to talk. No, no, no. We we want to have conversation. We love we love. This we want to grow the brand. Okay, well, grow we the love brand. music. So yeah. if anybody has suggestions or doesn't agree with us, then we'd love to. You know, talk about it. Yes, sir. Tell me how wrong I am about everything I said about Blonde. I would love to hear. Or that. how wrong wrong I am. You know. True. Yeah, he's a little more yeah. controversial than me, but yeah. yeah, I think that about does it for episode five of Classic Mix Up. It's a wrap. Uh, yeah, it's a wrap. So everyone, do your homework. Listen to the new music that dropped tonight as you're listening to this, or last night. Well, this um, yeah. So twelve yeah. hours. Or you're listening to this if you listen to it right when it drops. So. Yep. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'll see you uh, next Friday at noon. Yeah. Have a good week. Bye, guys.